following episode of Dave's Video Graveyard contains spoilers and naughty words. Listener discretion is advised. Have you ever bought or rented a videotape that wasn't quite right? It may have been Dave's Video Graveyard. Of all the film podcasts in the world... This is definitely one of them. Covering the best of the worst and the worst of the best of all things film. This is Dave's Video Graveyard with Casey and Dave. It is Dave's Video Graveyard for another week. A pleasure to be with you. Happy tidings and shit, Casey. It's Easter time. Yeah, I've just been trying to find out how many Cadbury cream eggs I can fit up my bum. Nice, nice. And the weird thing is you we're recording this in September, so <laughs> <laughs> it was an awful time. Like where did you get fifty cream eggs? <laughs> oh, it's been a it's been a week. We haven't been in we haven't recorded together for a while. We've done a bit of mm. Zoom and some other stuff. That's right. And uh it's great to be back in the room with your rack. Thanks. How have you been? Good. Chesty. Yeah? Chesty. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Now, we are joined by a very special guest. She is one of the most intimidating people to talk to. Mm. We've had her once when she did her 10 favourite films and it was fantastic. We then did Josie and the Pussycats and Alex Jones showed up for the day. We are joined by our favourite YouTuber, Princess Taishani. Taishani, how are you? I am good. I'm good. How is everyone? Very good. good. I like that forget. voice you're putting on. Mm, That's very sexy. sexy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, let's not forget Cruel Intentions. Oh, of course. Another Cruel great, intentions. you know, one of the top shelf episodes. Why are you drawn to all our sexual awakening movies? Well, I think when a community gathers together, you kind of realise that we're all just dirty pervs and we're bonding together in the state of climaxing, probably in an inappropriate place, watching one or two of the movies that you talk about on your episode. I'm just hoping that people will masturbate to me talking about the movies I masturbated to. Praise be to Jeebus. Mm. Now, for those that don't know, you are very similar to my penis because you are what's known as a little. <laughs> Why don't you tell us what that is? Well, I have no control over myself. That's part of being a little, which is kind of like your penis as well. So, yep, yep. Uh, so what a little is is essentially is I live my best life with my inner child, which again, much like you guys, <laughs> live your life in a child like a Catholic priest. <laughs> God, it's all on oh, brand this week. My God, <laughs> um, and the, the difference between I guess me and. Dave is probably that I don't have children, so I am my own child. So I'm literally treating myself to all the things I didn't get. And you're giving your children that. that. Well, the thing is, it's not just my kids. My kids just get my leftovers. Honestly, (laughs) I decided many years ago that I was going to finish my childhood as an adult. And it's what I'm doing. And it just hasn't ended. Every toy I'd ever had. Every music video on Rage I've ever been off to. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah. And also, you have such a fascinating YouTube presence because you are what I would call a kink educator for the vanilla out there. (laughs) And I've got to say, of all the stuff you've done, you once road tested a nappy. (laughs) Now, you road test an adult diaper and you get all these views. I do it and I get banned (laughs) from the fucking chemist. Um, Where's the justice? I'm sorry, but if you posted on YouTube of you in a diaper, I guarantee you, you would get the same amount of traction. It's, it's, I think what it is, is it's not only the fact that, look, we all like to be nurtured and cared for. 
and we there's all certain like to shit in our pants. We all like to shit in our pants. Uh, well, there's many things we could talk about. There's the and this week's podcast, of course, is brought to you by Nappy Fappy, my <laughs> new uh, blog. Oh my god, Nappy Fappy is amazing. I wonder if there's an Instagram account with that or like a porn account like that. I'm I on your copyright days video graveyard 2022 as well. Someone posted listeners, wonderful listeners of DVG. Just a word of advice. I've spent a lot of time on the internet. I've seen many a My Little Pony in a jar. Mm. You know, it's it's a bad world out there. Do not fucking research those words together is my recommendation. Don't type any of the words we've just said in in a search bar. Or do it and then subscribe to my channel. <laughs> or just type in anything and then write Rule 34 at the end. Yep. Go down the rabbit hole. Well, my theory is if it exists, the people Easter either want to learn from it or they want to fuck it. That's that's what it is. Like yeah. it's that basic curiosity yeah. where it's like, what is this? And then if you're hyper horny, you can also be like, is there a hole in it somewhere? <laughs> exactly. This beanie baby's not going to fuck itself. And I guess I think what it stems from is like if you put on a diaper and you're feeling soft and nurtured and all of that, to put yourself in a relaxed state, sometimes you get horny. Sometimes that's your thing. Casey and I, are, as much as we are degenerates, we are pretty vanilla when it comes to the kink world. Mm. Casey wants to know. Do I? <laughs> you guys are like, you- no, no, you tell her. No, you ask. <laughs> Write it on a piece of paper, Did yes you and no, and you tick. Shit the nappy. Do you know what? You are exactly like all the other creeps on the internet who keep asking me that. Fuck right Look, off, I am. It's, I I'm get way it. creepier. No. I don't really want to know, but I feel like you didn't, is my guess. I didn't. Yeah. However, someone else did. <laughs> I did not, however. She's got a shit in a Ziploc bag that she puts in there, preloads it, you know. Have I never told you my dream would be to find someone passed out at a bar, leaning down on the bar with their butt like on the bar stool, pulling the back of their pants out and shitting someone else's pants so that when they woke up, they're like, wow, fuck. You understand that there is, it's very niche, but someone has probably masturbated to that. (laughs) Or just bring gravy with you and just tip it down their pants. Davy gravy. Oh, oh, there's so many things. Like, I look, I like the softer nurturing side I of things. I thought you were going to say softer. <laughs> <laughs> softer. Eat lots look. of fruit. <laughs> oh, no, there's nothing worse than a sticky poo where it just doesn't come out. It's, the it's like having an oil pastel snapped off in your ass. You're just trying to wipe it and it's just. So you didn't rock your jocks. Is what you're I talking. did not rock my jocks. However, chock, chock jocks. Jocks. however, there are some amazing people in the community where that is their thing and they ha- create content with it. And it's interesting that we can do so many things on OnlyFans, but scat play is one thing you cannot do. That's that's weird because me and Casey were watching a video of a lady with two vaginas. Mm. Ooh, yeah. that's fun. And uh, that's fine. But if there was poop in one of them. Nuh-uh. I seriously really still feel like the double dick dude and her need to hook up for science. It's destiny. <laughs> it's mm. me like, you know, like Shalarice Theron and Will Smith in Hancock are drawn to each other in yeah. the universe. I think they also Or like, you to- know how people get those sticks and they walk around in the bush to find water? <laughs> it's just like, oh, what have you found, boy? <laughs> so we are talking about 1999's film Dogma from Kevin Smith. That's why I had to come down here this morning, man. That's why I had to miss my cartoons. You call me, you tell me it's important. We're going home. Take it, man. Quit leering at me. People are going to think I just broke up with you. Two fallen angels have just discovered a loophole that can get them back into heaven. Outstanding work. All they have to do is get to Red Bank, New Jersey. There's only one problem. What are you? What do you want? 
not with me. Stop a couple of angels from entering and thus negating all existence. I hate it when people need it spelled out for them. Now, I'm to charge you with a holy crusade. One person has been chosen to stop them, but she won't have to do it alone. I'm Jay, this is my head of life mate, Sal Bob. You gotta be kidding me. Prophets, in a manner of speaking. What about sex? No sex. Guys, I guess just don't follow the sky, you know? Oh, that sucks! What are you? I was the 13th apostle. You knew Christ. No. Brother owed me 12 bucks. I thought she looked familiar. Let me guess, the 14th apostle. I'd like two tickets to New Jersey, please. Jersey's sold out, sir. I suggest you not underestimate the staggering drawing power of the Garden State. They're successful? You, me, all of this ends in a heartbeat. I feel like Han Solo, you're Chewie, and she's Ben Kenobi. Prepare to taste God's wrath. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. The whole world's against us, dude, I swear to God. What's he like? God. It's got a great sense of humor. Take sex, for example. Sex is a joke in heaven. The way I understand it, it's mostly a joke down here, too. <laughs> Get it? This is the height of being an outspoken atheist at school and discovering what atheism mm. is and thinking you're so cool. But just so all our listeners know, other than we're not here to yuck anyone's yum, we're not here to kink shame anyone whatsoever. It's a safe learning space where we talk about poop and jizz. However, we're going to take a mulligan for the week because maybe we're going to be a bit sacrilegious. Because mm. it's in putting it's the, the sack spirit, in sacrilegious. It's the spirit of the season. Mm. Do you know that's what my pastor said to me? I love pasta. He's like, I'm going to put my I'm sack. a spaghetti. <laughs> pastor. He said he was going to put his, his his sack in my religious. That's, yeah. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> I was like. Oh, my God. God. I was like. <laughs> I just pictured. You three, fucking got me, When cunt. you said that, I just pictured three nights from now, me and Casey Googling, like, mandatory reporting and yeah, what yeah. we have to do with podcast it, yeah. owners. <laughs> No, but I have been left alone in a room for four hours with ten men with their hands on me. Praying in tongues so I'll receive the Holy Spirit without my parents involved at church camp. You can't just drop that kind of shit on it. <laughs> Tayshani, we would like to know in your own words, whatever you're comfortable to share with us, what is your religious background? My religious background is is on during the week where I was primar- primarily raised. I was raised by a what we call a pagan woman who actually had psychosis. Did she have a sticker on the back of her car that said "Magic Happens"? Oh my god! No, she had <laughs> on our door. On our door, so we would have a circle of salt around our house every day. Keep going. Just set the and mood. And then, then from there, she'd get her stickers out on the door. And she'd have, please, Jesus, please protect me from your followers. Wow. So uh, what what, <laughs> what did she self-identify as? She was a, a witch? I don't know. Well, What's... I guess you need to ask which personality. But... Which witch is which? <laughs> and, which then, witch? 
And then from there, when we wanted to get real fun with the religion stuff, so we got the naked under the full moon stuff through through the the weekdays. Then we've got charm, pray in tongues, Jesus, pray the gay away. We've got prepping. I don't since know about 9/11. you, but tongues didn't get rid of my gay; <laughs> just accelerated it. <laughs> to be fair, a lot of the people I do know who have sca- escaped the cult who have spoken in tongues definitely have shoved tongues elsewhere since then. I sure. never got why it was called speaking in tongues because that's legit what I speak in. Yeah, tongues are what you speak with. Yeah. How does that make sense? Can you imagine someone trying to speak in tongues without a tongue and the pastor was like, you need to speak in tongues, and he's like, you're triggering me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be ableist. This is my heist, mate. <laughs> but I have heard, like, I literally, like, I might experience- Stump punch mud fuckbox. <laughs> you two motherfuckers need Jesus. Is it called a stump if you don't have a tongue? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So then, on, so what I would do on the weekends is I would watch a bunch of people pray in tongues and essentially they would all speak in the same language in a mass psychosis Thing, and they would give a bunch of people money and then they'd be sent on their way and then told not to talk to anyone else who was away from the array, away from the fellowship. It's full Jonestown shit. It's full on. And my, um, my dad also lived on the church property. So we lived on the commune. So I would go from this crazy pagan mother with no rules, who had a meth lab in my house, bikers, all of that. And then on the weekends... I'd have to pretend to be the perfect Christian girl where I was like literally being told I couldn't wear singlets. And I was like, and then I'd watch this movie Dogma on the week, like when I was with my mum. So I was in this constant state of like, what the, like we've got a bunch of people. And to my opinion, to be honest, it's crazier to speak in tongues than it is to believe in like the moon and the earth and all of that. It's wild. But yeah, so I've seen all types of religions and I think I've got a pretty good idea of where everyone's wrong. I suggest suggest listeners of DVG, knowing that information, go back and listen to our Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, go back. Because I think uh, we've just unlocked a puzzle piece that wasn't there on the day. Wow. So it is somewhat of a miracle the reasonably adjusted person that sits before me now. Um, That's one way (laughs) And Tayshani. Yeah, so Dogma, what a movie. I remember this was one of the times where I inherited my nan's old VCR and I had my own VCR because I was fucking spoiled as. This is one of the first movies I pirated from VCR to VCR and I'd make a copy each night for my mates and this was one of those absolute iconic films of high school for us. Like Mm. it was just everyone was quoting it. Everyone was shooting ropes to Salma Hayek, which is, you know, that's pretty much what this podcast should have been called. My pussy was so juicy, fingering myself, I could blow a bubble with it. It was so good. Shooting ropes with Salma Hayek, but Salma Hayek's not on the (laughs) (laughs) podcast. Honestly, she can turn my lowercase penis into an uppercase penis in a second. Mm. But you know what she can't do? Inflect anything she says. Nothing at all. This is probably the the one movie where I noticed it the most because there was so much like dialogue Dialogue. to do. Yeah, and it was not. There were so many times where she'd say the right words, but it it just reminded me of the Steve Martin um, wild and crazy guys thing where it was like, (laughs) yeah, you're saying the word right, but none of the inflections make sense. I have issues with anyone who treats God like a burden instead of a blessing, like some Catholics. You people don't celebrate your faith, you mourn it. So if we're wrong, what's the right religion? It's not about who's right or wrong. 
no denominations nailed it yet because they're all too self-righteous to realize that it doesn't matter what you have faith in just that you have faith they're not, some... not hired for her um dialogue abilities oh i have uh, well although i have to ask did you really wish that you could just see like her and sofia vergara in uh, a jumping castle when how good i i'm creeped out and uh, to be honest and i always have it the Catholic school uh, stripper look has always creeped me out. Now, I'm interested to know where you stand. Maybe I'm not interested to know. But You're that throwing has a always... lot at me here. You're asking. By definition. So higher, and then you've got... yeah. Oh, she does wear, that's right. She does wear the school she's girl outfit. She's dressed as a school yeah. girl when she's a stripper. Do you want my personal, like my actual boring scientific blah, 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 blah. You're blah. where yeah. we learn these things from. So. My personal opinion is, is people are addicted to nostalgia. Yeah. What the Dave. fuck are you talking about? That's a weird and then, concept. Then You're from talking there, to a fully grown man wearing a Ninja Turtles shirt. So then Two from, Ninja Turtles shirts. Yeah, oh, you're literally double ninjaing. Yeah. Um, so from Ginger there, ninja. from there what we're doing is we're whatever time we're trying to create a fantasy or whatever, a better time than we currently have, we default back to our greatest time. And back when we used to naturally produce serotonin. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> You know, like when I was happy, a kid, yeah. I was happy. And now as an adult, I'm like, oh, I just got to watch these cartoons and remind myself exactly. back when so I felt you happy. Trigger, you re-trigger it. So instead of looking at a woman who is maybe of your wife's age or the, the age of yourself, you're going to go back not to that reality. You're going to go back to the reality where you were the most sexually, you know, sexually aroused. You were all of that. So those skirts, those, it's not That's so like much. like the Lolita we were, yeah. to, we yeah. were talking about this recently, though, like the, the Riley Reeds of the world. Yeah. Those young 18, 19-year-old porn stuff. Yeah. Not for me. Mm-hmm. I like the ladies. Yeah. And some of the lady men. Yeah. 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 I think that's where it gets messy is like because you've got power oh, dynamics. when it's a good. You've got, <laughs> you've got power dynamics. You've got consent. The links you sent got, me are always messy ones. And you've also got this whole thing with like – we were talking about this earlier is when it comes to kinks and things like that, a lot of us, are re- a lot of women primarily are reliving our trauma as well as men. And this comes from a very much cis, I, like my own personal experience is we're dealing with a lot of trauma here. So we've got this idea of this like innocent thing on what we want to do, which is kind of desexualizing us. But then we've got the men wanting to see this sort of like fantasy figure that they never got to experience. So they're reliving it again. So that's where I think it is. But then you've got like the stems of other people. You've got the people who are, you know, using a school uniform on a 30-year-old as junk food instead of actually, you know, purging it at 17. I don't care what they were and slap a pair of tits on it and I'm Honestly, I wish I could go back to a time where the music video for Lady Marmalade I had time to crank two out in that music video. Now I have to watch six hours of of Nicki Minaj on loop. No, no, no. (laughs) six hours of hardcore pornography just to get where I used to get with just the um, any bit after Missy Elliott. Well, to to quote dogma, to quote dogma, you know, like when it comes to faith or sexuality or anything, when we're young, the glass. Glasses full. Easy to flip. And then as you, you know, the older, <laughs> as you're the older. The jar with the pony in it, it's easy it's to harder, feel. It's harder to feel. So I think it's like sexually, like the more you experience, the more you want more. Like I've been strung up seven foot in the air in Shibari and now basically. I've never the, been there. You've never been there? Oh, well, you should do it. But what happens is. Shibari's the rope tits. Me and Casey have talked about this. 
Yeah, the, the oh, rope those tits. rope tits. What is with that? Yeah. Oh. Not to kink shame, but fuck. It's just Stop tying strange. your tits up. It looks oh. hurting. It, no, it looks painful. Yeah, it does. And it, it, it creates a stimulation response and a fight or flight response. And when you trust the dom who's doing it, it's this invigorating experience of giving someone your submission, which is arousing. So you're literally allowing them to use your senses, use your feelings to be able to create pain, but then to be able to brush that part of the skin. So when you have rope tits, <laughs> I just speak your language. I'm, yeah. now, I'm now picturing an old lady with so, those dick tits. Rope tits. Or like, you know those bit, that bit in like species where those tentacles come out of it. No, tits? no, no. I'm picturing the old lady from Something About Mary. Oh, those, like, oh, oh my yeah. God. Oh, oh my God. They're so good. The, the visual effects of that movie are so oh. good. So those. good. Uh, so what happens is, is when the rope is tied on to your breast and then you release the rope, that part of the skin is hypersensitive because the blood is all flowing to those spaces. So it's like. Because you've just been fucking tied up. Yeah. Like a, like a fucking hand. Can you imagine doing that and then someone, t- like, you know when you wear something like like a bra, right? Yeah, Dave, I know you know that. this. Yep. Um, da- when you wear a bra and then you take it off and then you feel that strap, it's sort of like a nice feeling but a painful feeling. Yeah. So if you do so that. So it's a sensitive. It's a, so it's not, the pleasure's not from the tie-up, it's the after. Depends on the person. It yeah, depends right. on the person. Like, that scene wasn't just, in my copy of Dogma. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like I must have been really good at self-pleasuring because I don't need to tie my nuts in a... Well, it comes from the shadow. So because I because I have... What? <laughs> it comes from the, the shadow Jungian of the concept of like the, the shadow. <laughs> so stuff. it comes from that. So like I have this portrayal I of I thought you innocent. meant the band that played those like... <gasps> I've been watching. <laughs> I've been waiting. That's the Razzman. Yeah. <laughs> I was making a joke about oh. that. Oh. That fucking band that just play um <gasps> <laughs> like the surf guitar shit in the shadows, yeah. My so, joke was way shittier than you gave it credit for. So it's like the shadow side. And we'll like so we'll talk about shadow. Dogma is nothing but shadow because Kevin Smith was raised in a Catholic environment. So he what he did is what manifested in him was probably a lot of shame. And then from there he's utilized that to create his own power, capture it back, and create this story with his friends, made money off of it, all of that, that now it's like it's he's he's using this religious experience he had to to heal. And I think that's I think this movie's really good with pointing out how stupid the fundamentals are. So like the fundamentals of like Selma Hayek talks about it where She's like, it's the belief system. It's like, as long as you have faith, it doesn't matter who it is. As long as you have faith, mm. that's what it's about. And this whole, I think this movie is actually an ode to spirituality. I think that this is actually us picking apart the things that don't make sense and creating this fundamental idea that was, um, you need to believe in yourself, you need to do good, and you need to, like, they pointed out so many times in the movie. Look at um, look at Chris Rock. Let's point out all the things that Chris Rock and how he was an apostle and he was a person of colour and he didn't get put in the Bible. I'm mainly here to correct a major error that you people have been basing the faith on. What's that? Jesus wasn't white. Jesus was black. I don't buy it. If that's true, then why did he get written about him? You were left out. Well, he is the son of God. Kind of hard to have a New Testament without him. So you fudge a few facts, you put a spin on his ethnicity, leaving me out's okay because you still got 12 white boys to choose from. Are you gonna listen to this shit? You know, that's just what the good people at Antioch were saying, right before they stoned my ass. You were martyred? Well, that's one way of putting it. Another way is the set was bludgeoning the shit by big fucking rocks. 
I mean, white folks only want to hear the good shit. Life eternal, a place in God's heaven. But as soon as you hear that you're getting this good shit from a black Jesus, you're freaked. And that, my friends, is called hypocrisy. A black man can steal your stereo, but he can't be your savior. You know what's good about this? We can hashtag Chris Rock and people are going to click on it because it's relevant. And <laughs> oh my God, when that happened. Do you know that he's literally, I, this is why I'm con- I'm convinced this was set up because he's literally got a show and touring and the show yeah, is called touring. Ego Death. Yeah, yeah. Come and on. he refuses to talk about it now until he gets the right payment from like a media <gasps> No, thing. this is marketing 101, so baby. you got I, millions involved here. As a lifelong fan of professional wrestling, that slap and the payoff that it's getting, yeah. who the fuck... Tell me something that happened at last year's Oscars. Tell me any Tell me time anyone was talking remember. about Jada Pinkett Smith in the last exactly. 10 years. Exactly. It's just really not a good time to be an ageing celebrity in this current political and, uh, and in this why, economy. <laughs> do you know why I personally don't like Jada? She came out last year and talked about having her addiction to pornography, internet pornography and how evil and how much it ruined her life. And so me and her are enemies. Yeah, And so did Billie Eilish. <gasps> Monsters. Gross. Like when COVID started and they gave us that free subscription to Pornhub Premium, I like destroyed a whole vibrator going to town on that shit. I recently just subscribed to Bear Maidens, which is a very, very fun fantasy porn website. And it's Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden just showing his butthole. (laughs) (laughs) What if they turned my asshole into a pussy? (laughs) (laughs) There's the episode name. So we're talking about dogma. Now, the thing I've always absolutely loved is the story behind the scenes of this movie being that it obviously got announced that it was coming out and it was taking, uh, you know, a lot of liberties and a lot of fun with the Catholic faith, a.k.a. dogma. The Catholic Church decided to spearhead all these protests before the movie came out without having ever seen the film. Mm. So about six months before this film came out, all these heads of churches were saying, don't go see this movie, it's Horrible. And they started getting all their congregation to protest at cinemas. So Kevin Smith being the amazing troll that he is. A lot of people, much like Adam Sandler, it's easy to punch down on Kevin Smith now. It seems like he's easy to hate on the internet, but I've got a never-ending love for Kevin Smith. He's very smart and very clever. He went along to the opening night of one of the Dogma uh, premieres and protested. He took all, like he he dressed down and he protested, but the best thing about it, because it was in New Jersey, the news showed up and they were interviewing people and they interviewed Kevin Smith. And so he's actually on the news. So there's footage of it. There's footage of yeah. it really happening. The week the dogma came out, he's at one of the premieres talking to the news crew about how bad the movie is and how it goes against. He doesn't think it has anything good about it and stuff. And it's... The new movie Dogma opens tonight and it's already generating a huge amount of controversy and so is its creator, Kevin Smith, who lives right here in New Jersey. News 12 New Jersey's Caroline Shively reports on one protest against the movie in Eatontown tonight. Organizers in Eatontown had hoped for hundreds to join them in the protest against the movie Dogma. Instead, they got less than two dozen. But they were joined by this man. He wouldn't admit it, but he looked and sounded suspiciously like Dogma's writer, director, co-star, and New Jersey resident, Kevin Smith. I don't think it stands for, uh, for anything positive. What does it stand for? I don't know, but I've been told not good. The movie follows two fallen angels who try to get back into heaven and the people who are fighting to keep them out. I was the 13th apostle. You knew Christ. No. Brother owed me 12 bucks. But lines like that have many groups angry. We're here with a small number, but we're the church militant. 
we should have more Catholics here. If this was a, a direct attack against Muslims or the Holocaust or the Jewish people, you would see them outraged. The protesters didn't seem to slow down the number of people pouring into the theater to see the film. It just makes me want to see it more, actually, if, you know, if there's controversy about it. I think they might be taking it too seriously. I mean, it's, it's just a film. It's a, it's a comedy, so you really shouldn't take it too seriously. The battle between the protesters and filmmakers is sure to continue for as long as the film runs. But in the end, this is a fight that might be won or lost at the box office. In Eatontown, Caroline Shively, News 12, New Jersey. Smith's production company, View Askew, actually posts hate mail it receives on its website. How Watch hilarious. It. It's incredible. But then when they ask him his name, he's like Ryan Johnson. So it's him. And then his mum's called Kevin Smith up being like, Kevin. There's a, there's a guy on the news that looks so much <laughs> like him. That's so fucking hilarious. It is incredible. <laughs> Do you know that this movie was originally a Disney movie? It was. And do you know who still to this day owns this movie? Weinstein. Yeah. Harvey Can Weinstein. we talk about it, please? I'm so excited for this. I do don't you- know. <sighs> We're 23 minutes in and we've already ruined the It episode. doesn't matter if you say yes or no. She's talking yeah. about it. So, don't get your nappy in the knot. So I do not respect celebrities whatsoever at all. However, the only one I do respect is Kevin Smith. The only one. Because he was the only one that came out and just went, I just wanted to make movies, man. I yeah, just, and he gives away he all gives the proceeds away two, of the mm-hmm. film. Two grand a month till the day he dies, he's pledged to give mm-hmm. to yeah. women in film. It's amazing. WIF. I yeah. love that. And I that, give on OnlyFans. I give some money to women in film, but that's completely. You different. support your so local generous. I do. He I do. does. I like creatives. Um, I really appreciate speaking of women in film that Linda Florentino managed to she, make this she, movie with the obvious shortcoming of being born without a personality or yeah. a.k.a. the Gwyneth Paltrow syndrome. Mm, a very Helen Hunt kind Smelling of energy. Cunt, yeah. Smelling cunt, yeah. It's uh, the two-litre milk phenomenon I like to. I'm, I'm just salty that her entire hero's journey, she meets all these amazing things and the fucking end is that she got a baby. Yeah. But also <laughs> finding out that Janine Garofalo could have been in that role and you just realise how good that Can- is – the worst missed casting I've ever heard in any yeah, movie. She I would think. have been. So she good. would have been perfection. Now, do you think? Because it was the truth about cats and dogs era. Garofalo. She's so, so hot. That was when I was when I was watching Dogma, I was what because I've always found her super hot. And like when I was watching her, You're I was like, right God, she's table. young. She's so young in that movie. Like when I was watching, because when I watched her, she was like older than me. But now I'm aging. I was like, she's yeah. really young. Because she's, who's going to play me in a film? Because I'm such a manly, manly man. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently revisited The Truth About Cats and Dogs, and Being you know the Thurman. biggest fucking issue about that movie is you don't even find out the truth. No, no, no. <laughs> There's not any cats and dogs. Just like this movie, not one fucking dog. This is bullshit. But the thing about... Wait, sorry. The, the real there's truth... There's no cats and dogs in The Truth About No, cats there is, but there's no truth about them. Oh. No, my issue is you are supposed to find Janine Garofalo unattractive and it'd be not unacceptable possible. idea that she's attractive. That's the conceit of the movie. Uma Thurman is meant to be the hottest person on earth and then there's Janine the fucking cave troll, which is... The worst casting ever because yeah, she's incredible. Do you think when she turns up to films, they're like, all right, so your character's this and that and the other, and she's like, and they're a chain smoker. And they're like, oh, it's not in the character notes. And she's like, no, no, no. they are now. <laughs> fast burning, fast burning. she's always just chuffing away no matter what. Can you imagine being what Linda, whatever her face is, can you imagine hearing 
that your director said he would have preferred your side friend character to play your part. Yeah. Can you well, imagine as a professional though, hearing that? She led She's on the, the front foot and she was the... Yeah. Link in the chain. In and this. you know what? I would say of all the movies we've, we've revisited, this is probably the film that I enjoy as much now as I... Like, nostalgia aside, this movie's still incredible. I don't care what anyone says. You can digest it better as an adult as well. I think... I possibly believe that this is the best role of both, other than Team America. This is Matt Damon's best performance. Matt Damon. And Ben Affleck's best performance. And do you, I also wanted to ask you, do you remember before Dogma, like, so maybe like, I reckon it was, there was all these indie movies that Ben Affleck was in. Like he 200 had, cigarettes He had or some Jack shit. Russell teeth because he hadn't had Hollywood money and oh, he didn't fix his right. teeth. Oh, you're right. And now I'm like, because when he was young, he, his teeth were like really little, small. Yeah. And in this, he's got his nice Hollywood teeth. And I was like, I wonder when that change happened. Are you talking about Jason Mewes? No, no, I'm no, talking. Because no. Jason Mewes is oh, just his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I know. talking about meth teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Jay and Silent How bad does he look now with those fake teeth? The you know Jay he was on heroin Bob during this reboot. filming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on heroin. He's literally falling asleep in like some scene. Like they're literally. No, no, like, it was. It wasn't for Dogma though. Oh, was it wasn't. No, oh. no, no. For Dogma, he had got clean, and to prove himself, he was so scared about working with Alan Rickman that he memorized everyone's lines in the movie. And they had a few issues where he was mouthing other people's lines because he yeah. he was so scared of working with Alan Rickman wow. because that was because you know he did Chasing Amy and Clerks before that. Not any major not star big, power. Yeah. I know. But then you've got fucking Hans Gruber turn up in your movie. And he was so scared that he did really great. But he tells, like, as you know, Kevin Smith does 60 podcasts a day. And so a lot of it's been covered. But if you go back, I reckon it was back to the Smodcast days. They talked about after this, Jay got back into drugs. And that's when he, in his mind, they called him um, Cracked in America because he thought he was a superhero whenever he was on crack. Oh, no. But have you seen Jay and Silent Bob reboot? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Holy fuck. I think whoever told Jay, no, those teeth look good. Yeah. Needs a fucking dirty. fire. Oh, it's 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 him real dirty. unforgivable to have yeah. those sort of like what are they, veneers? Is that yeah. it made me well, watching like a flipper, whatever. Fucking like Mr. Ed. Watching James Oliver like reboot. Steve O. Oh, well, it made me remember. <laughs> do you remember the episode of Rugrats where Spike the dog <laughs> finds <laughs> the, the teeth? <laughs> That's what Jay looked like in that movie, and I cannot stop picturing it. And the worst thing is, you then put him next to modern day Shannon Elizabeth in that mm. movie, and holy and her fuck. and um, Rosario Dawson kiss, and it was like all my teen dreams. I'm like, when did I write this scene? In yeah, <laughs> did I dream that? Um, but I honestly think that Affleck and Matt Damon in this movie are infallible, perfectly cast, perfectly acted. I find this movie very personal, as in not me, but it feels like I'm getting almost like a a look into the Harvey Weinstein company. So if you look at the history that originally Disney was supposed to have it, but they didn't want to do it that. So they Harvey Weinstein took it over with the Har- Weinstein company. It wasn't anti-Semitic enough for Disney. Yeah. But um, then from there what happened was is that he used the dogma rights as control over Kevin Smith. So Kevin Smith has never said shit about Harvey Weinstein. He's never talked about him publicly really when it comes to like whinging about people. He's very open about it. Oh. Harvey Weinstein got a fucking eternal carrot dangled in front of um, Kevin Smith and was like, I'll do dogma two for you. Well, I was going to say I did find some research that said Kevin always said that 
of all these movies, Dogma felt like the one that he could revisit and give a sequel to and do justice to. This movie, because uh, it didn't do as financially well as everyone wanted it to, he basically, Harvey hated him because of Dogma. Harvey absolutely fucking hated him. So can he not do a sequel because Weinstein would have to be a part of it? Weinstein owns Dogma. And the thing is... That's why you can't distribute it. The week, timeline-wise, the week before Kevin Smith... Oh, sorry. The week before the Me Too movement kicked off with Harvey Weinstein and it went public, Mm. Harvey rang up Kevin Smith after not talking to him for 10 years saying, listen, Kevin, I've always appreciated you. I'd like to do Dogma too." And he dangled that carrot. And the reason being is he needed public support for what was about to and fucking happen to him. And Kevin Smith is an incredible him. human being. And because Kevin Smith is like, he just rang me because he wants me to not talk shit about him. But then Kevin did the fucking superhero thing. Mm-hmm. How dodgy. Uh, and do you know what's interesting? Here's another fun fact. I find it interesting that Selma Hayek was one of the women who was sexually assaulted by Harvey Weinstein. What? And she was talking about that. The well, Me Too movement came out. Just after she married a billionaire. And see, the oh. other thing about it is though, Miramax, unfortunately, they're, they're our, you know, they're our bread and butter for a lot of it. From mm-hmm. Dust Till Dawn, mm-hmm. Rob, pretty much anything Robert Rodriguez did. Tarantino like, films. And it's so, <laughs> yeah, it is so, can you do that again while I'm watching? It is so upsetting <laughs> because it's fucking horrible. Like it, it comes down to what we call the Kevin Spacey effect where mm-hmm. every time we fucking go back. Our nostalgia is built on lies. Mm-hmm. You but see then, things in a totally different light as an adult with all this information that we've been given. In saying that, Casey, I've been watching Not the, my proudest nut. I've been watching the new Netflix fucking Jimmy Seville um, I watched that thing. the night it came out. I was up so late watching that. Anyone that looked at that, and not to shame anyone, but anyone that looked at that cunt's hair and didn't oh. know he was a fucking nonce. Yeah. Is full of he fucking is shit. He's a stark, raving pedophile. Watching, there was old footage of him, and his hair climbs off his head and goes and touches a child, <laughs> then climbs back on his head. And anyone that didn't fucking know that that guy was a fucking absolute monster is a monster themselves. Well, that's the thing with Hollywood is predators protect predators, and that's where the statement. I have seen the one where they take on the aliens. Yep. Um, but what I find interesting is the fact that can I? Gra- I'm going to grab the. I'm going to grab so my phone. I'm like, wait, I've you. still got things open. You'll get you pregnant. Can't, you can't see this at home, but I'm doing this thing with this like giant board with strings and like a oh, pen. Yeah. To be like. <laughs> so I find it interesting that Harvey Weinstein, so he wrote it, Kevin Smith, Harvey Weinstein controlled it. And you've got fucking these two bitch boys that are Harvey Weinstein's cocksuckers probably. Excuse me. Who You're talking about Miramax's fucking good golden hunting children. golden boys. Yeah. I tell you that if he was brunette, they wouldn't be friends. What the fuck are you talking about? In Hollywood, about? baby, there was there's no it would they wouldn't work. They wouldn't work on camera, they wouldn't work. It's the reason No. Nah, nah. Okay, explain your thing. So Taishani, uh, because it is an audio format, she's telling us that blondes and brunettes can't be friends. No, I'm saying that brunettes and brunettes can't be friends in Hollywood. I'm saying the reason they're friends and what work about, is because oh no, they're say, balancing. What about Blake and Josh, but they hate each other. I'm trying to think of a combo of like two brunettes now. Mm-hmm. Um, Drake and Josh. Yeah, I but he's fat. Uh, ones are like weird. Yeah, sex he's not. Now. One's yeah. Kevin Spacey mm. effect for one of them now. Um, it's Hollywood. Um, so yeah, so I find it interesting that you've got the watcher. And you've got the the guy that likes to create the chaos. And then you've got the girl who was assaulted by Harvey Weinstein as a muse. 
she was his muse. Mm. It's just too personal. Like it's like <clears throat> I, I just feel bad it's that too the personal. answers were there the whole time. Like you no, know, it's like I look at it and I'm like, so you're telling. So this is like the business. Rosetta Stone. As, as much <laughs> as much as much as we are perverts, and it's just because we are horny perverts. The amount of stuff and times we sexualize Salma Hayek, I actually can't help but feel bad. I'm, I'm my heart grew three times that day. I can't help but feel bad the amount of times she's taken a call. We've got this role for you. It's a movie called Fifty Four. Now you're gonna play blah 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 blah, and we need you to do a striptease. Oh yeah. And then it's like we've got this movie. It's a vampire thriller. It's called From Dusk to Dawn, and you're gonna play a stripper. Who do you mm. think was making those calls? Yeah. Uh, me. Weinstein. Weinstein. <laughs> like, we've got a budget of two hundred like, bucks. You can have this role. For example, he didn't. She didn't want to dance with a snake. He's just sadistic. He but made her dance with a snake. He did all that shit with um, Rose McGowan as well. Yeah. This is like this is why. There's certain – it doesn't have to be sexual to be arousing for and when, people. when it comes to that whole like, the, the, the Me Too thing, because yeah. they've also talked about Ash, Ashley Judd's one of the actresses that told him to fuck off. Mm-hmm. And pretty much after the movie Double Jeopardy, she's just in nothing. Yeah. And it's so true. So I think Selma Hayek bit her time. She did the business well, much like people like Ariana Grande, people like that. Like she knows where I'm she's at. I'm way too fucking old to know who that is. No, but, but who was that guy that – was into like feet Dan and Schneider. Shit. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Schneider. Yeah. So same thing. They're all they're all the in the Schneider club. Cup. Blake and Josh. I yeah. Yeah. I personally think she bid her time. She married a multi billionaire, and then she got like proper businessman who was better than Harvey and took him down. I really think that's what happened. It's so weird. How I mean, that's my next plan in life is to marry the multi billionaire. So, but um, it, it's sad. Every year that passes, more of our nostalgia gets eaten by this fucking monstrous cancer that is. Hollywood, like, because I was watching with my kids. They are a huge fan because I'm obsessed, and we've talked about this. I'm absolutely fucking obsessed with Malcolm in the Middle. Mm. My kids have fallen in love with the movie Big Fat Liar. Oh, yeah. Which is a classic. Dan fucking Snyder keeps popping up in that yeah, movie. it's a Nick movie. Same with fucking Good Burger, anything that Nick – The Amanda Show – she was she's, crucified she's as the crazy. Next Brittany. Look at who's I don't even need to say anything. You guys have come on my team. <laughs> and I'll come on other things too. Yes. I'll come on your nappies. Just as long as First the person is over the age of eight. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> no, it made no. me uncomfortable. Not when you've got Dan Schneider in your mouth at the same time. <laughs> I just dogma. Yeah. Mm. This movie's fucking incredible. One thing I really appreciate, and I noticed at the cinema, and I was like somehow became the nerd around a bunch of fucking Marvel fans. Went to see Thor Ragnarok. Mm. And it gets to the scene where they're back on Asgard and they're doing a play of Thor's life. Mm-hmm. That's another one and of Matt those Damon like, is bisexual playing bisexual thing to me because Tessa Thompson's in that movie nice. and Chris. Matt Damon is playing Loki. Great joke. That's incredible. Well, that's what's so stupid. Like when you are an elitist like atheist, it's like dogma's the best. Well, Loki isn't even in the Bible. No. And the person who is the angel of death is the other guy. They've switched the name. So mm. it's like this movie's funny for like what it is, but if you wanna like I watched I watched two priests react to this movie today. <laughs> it was so <laughs> fucking good. It was so good. Two priests, one film. <laughs> 
Two-piece, three out, yeah. I Kind of like when John Saffron took Father Bob to go and see The Passion of the Christ. <laughs> and on the drive home, because he's taken him on a date, he brung and bought him some flowers and a box of chocolates. On the drive home, Father Bob's like, for God's sake, give me one of those chockies. And I just love that he says, he's for God's yeah. sake. <laughs> that is, this movie is, I love everything about this movie other than the behind the, the scenes. The shit monster. Obviously. Yeah, the shit monster. Classic. I love that Kevin Smith made it to this film, which is, I believe is like his fourth film, before going to poo jokes because yeah. it was all fucking and dick jokes, sex jokes, but then he got into our, our minds even further and our hearts with the shit monster. Yeah. I really love the practical effects of the shit mm. demon with the yeah, two turds so good. as the his ears, that twitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was amazed. For something that's made in 99 and kind of high concept to a degree. The only special effect that fucking well, those two. Is it the rip in the? It's thing? the rip yeah. with the hockey thing. I where I'm like, that. wow, that looks like it was done on a later episode of Hey Hey It's Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> but the other one is when Jason um, Lee or um, Azriel <laughs> grows his horns the at horns, first. I'm yeah. like, yeah. why couldn't you he just take his hat off and have the have horns? You can see the flick go from CGI to practical, and I'm, I can see it. I'm like, ah, yeah. I do enjoy because every movie that Jason Lee's in. He doesn't act. He just louds his words. He just yells his words. Uh, I love – like, I literally wanted to fuck Brody from All Rats for ages. Like, we went through this on, like, my first episode. I thought you were going to say Earl from My Name is Earl. (laughs) Oh, I probably still – well, I did want to because I liked him from that and then My Name is Earl and I was so confused. Because you just want to bang Scientologists. Maybe. Is he a Scientologist? Yeah. Oh. Real, real high up one. Fucking Hollywood's weird. He names really his kids is. dumb fucking. Oh, he killed too. his kid like pilot inspector or some yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. That is child abuse. It is. <laughs> uh anyway, back to back to Brody getting not Brody, what's his name in as Aziel. Um I really love the fact that he got killed by was it a hockey puck? No, it was the golf. A golf the golf puck. things. Blessed by the, the priest. George Carlin. George Carlin. One of the greatest. I love that George Carlin's in I know. this. It's so good. Religion is bullshit. Let's talk about Because he also it. did the amazing thing in Jane Bob's Strike Back yeah. where he played the hitchhiker, yeah. telling him Getting the unwritten role. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does the open the mouth and yeah. drop down into the like, He's yeah. got the best voice. One thing I also want to touch on, because it's also in the Miramax family, Quentin Tarantino gets so much credit for the dialogue and the way he writes it. But I'll put it to you that Kevin Smith's writing of dialogue is just as fucking natural, if not better than Tarantino. Yep, but he never comes up. Said, he never that comes up while in we the same conversation. This. I though. find that Kevin Smith has a less masculine energy. Like the conversation is less about top. Like, like it's it like this is the Bechdel anytime, test. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, anytime that Tarantino's character would mention tits or fucking. Yeah. Kevin Smith will nerd it up as well. Mm-hmm. He'll be like, oh, fucking in the Star Wars. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, it's, yep. There's a vulnerability mm-hmm. to the way he writes, but it also is the most natural dialogue. And I think that's what resonated. Well, like the Jay and Silent Bob are outside the um, Planned Parenthood because they pick up chicks there because they're easy. <laughs> How good is You know they like to fuck. Yeah. How good is that? And they are the absolute heroes of the movie. Even re-watching it this time, when he says snooch to the motherfucking oh, dude I love it. Yeah. and bashes up those three kids, <laughs> there was just so much excitement in me. Yeah. I, I really got sucked back in. And I also like right after where he's like, I know they're kids, but fucking we kick their ass. Yeah. Like, he's <laughs> yeah, celebrating he's so beating happy. up kids. I was like, <laughs> brilliant. Do you, 
Excuse me, sorry, I just coughed in that microphone. Do you think that um that microphone's been queefed in? It's fine. <laughs> That's why you're coughing. That's why you've got it. I can smell moisty on here. <laughs> smell like burning yeast. <laughs> anyway, um, back to <laughs> back to what we're talking about. Not moisty. <laughs> it's the yeast that Easter. <laughs> it's the oh. yeast Easter. Can we talk about the fact? Can we talk about the movie scene? Yeah. The, oh, the yeah. board How good's that? That, for, and I remember, because as much as, like, when, like, I would have been, like, fucking 17 when this movie came out, you think you're such a, you know, an experienced adult. That scene You have upset. one cone and you think you're so woke. I know. <laughs> but that scene resonated with me and it upset me. As I remember, it mm. stuck with me for years. I used to hate that scene. But now I'm like, fuck, how didn't this win an Oscar? Oh, and all of them are such pieces of shit. And how good, though, is the fact he forgot the magazine. And so fucking... Oh, ben, uh, yes. Matt Damon walks up and says, I can't believe you forgot the magazine. And he's really upset he's about so upset. it. so Do you not find... Again, the personal... Kevin Smith hate like doesn't like Harvey Weinstein. Like he's made it pretty, you know. Yeah. Do you not think that scene? Oh, a hundred percent. I think it, it's one of those things. I would never accuse him of knowing something because he's it devastated him, and he's always said he didn't know. But if he did, this is the best possible course of action he could have done because he basically says mm. everyone involved with this company is monsters. Yeah, and because I, I watched it get like. When I first watched it, I had no idea about stuff. Disney was amazing and it was like – but then I started watching it and I was like, this this is really, really dark. Like yeah. this is like – and also the fact that these guys like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are delivering it is almost personal too. I, st- I don't have the witch hunt that you have for those two. If anything, I don't like the younger Affleck, but for now I'm all right with these guys. No married man kisses his wife like that. <laughs> <laughs> He would know. <laughs> yeah, so good. And I also love that after that scene, apparently uh, Matt Damon forgot his lines, so he just did the started seeing the Run DMC, really? whose house really? runs house, Who's and they're like, "That's perfect," because that that stuck <laughs> with me. So good, that, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so good because you can actually see. And one thing I did notice till I was reading the IMDb stuff was when after the um, Ben Affleck's playing with the knife in the gun shop, mm. he full on cuts his hand pretty bad. And you can see, you like, see you know that pain flinch mm-hmm. that you get? Yeah. You actually see it in the scene. Oh, I didn't even – I would never have noticed it. What, would, what did they call that gun, the fecalator or something? <laughs> I can't remember, <laughs> but it was such a good – he's like, it's no flaming sword, but it's yeah. pretty cool. I find it interesting that Kevin Smith loves Star Wars when there's m- very much a religious undertone with Star Wars. Mm. And it's like he's he's drawn to that that teaching but he's found a new outlet for it because the, the the name the last zion in the movie is the last hope oh wow and he got carrie fisher in um yeah yeah Jay and Silent and as the as as a nun as a nun he would 100 percent have a like a religious kink thing going on for sure okay. you got leia dressed as a nun mm. the first issue he that wants I, to layer i now remember in my notes the first issue that i had other than ben affleck not having his jack russell teeth the nun that Loki talks out of her faith at the mm, airport. Mm. That is fantastic. He said, this is the first time I noticed in the background. Have you seen what she's doing throughout the airport? There's mm. three or four scenes that follow what she's done. And you actually see a rob uh, the the bottle shop in the background at the airport. Really? She like, cause she, oh she goes crazy in the background, but there are so many background actors in that scene. 
and they are so fucking bad at acting. They must have been Kevin's mates. Like, particularly the guys playing with the movie. There's two guys playing with the movie doll. And one goes like, and they're being silly. I find this and statement. The acting's fucked. I find this statement hilarious because you hate Gwyneth Paltrow and okay. she was invited on set and was filmed in that airport, but she was cut from it. Wow. <laughs> because she was invited by Ben Affleck as like a day thing and they, they cut oh, off. Because they it. did that fucking horrendous. What was that? Shakespeare in Love. Oh, Where ooh. Ben Affleck like played a modern day character in a fucking period. Shakespeare. <laughs> I love that. Sh- I love trash TV. I love trash movies like that. <laughs> you love Ever After and that's what I was like. I you love-, love trash. Someone else was talking shit about Ever After the other day and I took it personally. I need to revisit um, Never Been Kissed. Yeah. Because I need to remember if- I watch that like every couple of months. It's I'm as bad pretty as you think. Sh- well, I'm pretty <laughs> it's sure. It's really problematic. <laughs> David Arquette's fucking, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's fucked. But a gymnast, well, same as the the teacher, pretty much falling in love with what he believes to be one of his students, yeah. and then here's me with like daddy issues watching this movie at sixteen, being like, I want that, and my poor like student teachers that would come in, I'd have like this weird codependency with them to be like, uh, yeah, <laughs> creep me out. Casey, how you uh. going? Shitting your nappy? Yeah, fudging my huggies. <laughs> Oh, man, this movie is fucking incredible. And we haven't even mentioned the god tier acting of Alan Rickman. I thought you were going to say of Alanis Morissette. (laughs) Yeah. Alan Rickman in this movie reminds you why it's such a fucking tragedy that we lost. We never got the old man roles of Alan Rickman. Yeah. Obviously, he did the Harry Potter stuff, which I couldn't give a shit about. He's so perfectly grumpy. Oh, it's just that every word he says, there's a cadence to it. There is a power to it. A sarcasm to everything. Yeah, yeah. And it's like... A delightful hate. It's just... I I could listen to him read a fucking shopping list. I did a Shabbat... Excuse me. Get all excited. Rope tips. I did a I did a Shibari shoot, a Harry Potter Call themed tips, one. Please. Harry Potter themed one where they I was tied up in potions class and like pulled to focus. And it was the quote of Harry Potter where it's like, well, the thing, and it's like where you can't pay attention. It's like this whole BDSM fantasy where Alan Rinkman dominates me and makes me focus in potions class. See, I fucking love ice cream. But what you've done is put ants on my ice cream because I like nudity and sexuality. But you put Harry Potter on it, so it's yuck. It's kind of like the conversation at the airport where he's trying to like teach, like fuck with. <laughs> he likes to fuck with the clergy. That is so good. I like to fuck with you. That's not very nice, Casey. Yeah. What's up? I'm still thinking about um, Salma Hayek and uh, uh, Sophia Vergara in a jump. I realized, like, because I've always said Taishani, because of how much with those two VCRs. Every night I'd go to bed, put it on SBS, hit record and go to sleep. Yeah. You get up, you'd fast forward, there'd be that late news that wasn't in English, there'd be a bit of soccer, then there'd be erotic ghost story six or something like that. Weather that woman, one when they fuck yeah. in the hot tub one. Uh, weather woman, yeah. Um, homework, one called homework where they just fuck on a, a hammock for like hours. Sweet. But this was pornography before the internet for me. However, I for years would get horny whenever I'd see yellow subtitles just because that's the way I was raised. Like the XY movies. Yes. Now, mm. if I hear the song Candy Girl, oh yeah, I get antsy and I realise from me watching this, it's because of Salma Hayek sucking Fucking on her a. thumb. Yeah, and yeah. bouncing. Bouncing oh, yeah. around. Yeah. Um, that scene hit me as someone who um, is also a stripper. Doesn't have a vagina. Is also a stripper. <laughs> 
Um, being having a million and one ideas as a muse, and then deciding to stop giving everyone else your ideas, and then deciding to do and then stripping, you and then you get. Then you get writer's block when she's got the, like, what are you doing stripping? And she's like, writer's block. I'm like, I feel, I I felt that. (laughs) I felt it. But she's hot as fuck. But this is the moral of the story. It doesn't take a lot of work to inspire Inspire. 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 Enjoyzy. Trying to put on the accent. The Boston accent. Her accent. Um, It doesn't take a lot of work to inspire horny idiots. I... Watching this movie, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, so true. Uh, this, you, this, you are sitting in a room that is fucking <laughs> testament to that fact. Yeah, DVG is that. That should be our mission statement. Yeah, but honestly, I had to watch this, and any time the Jersey accent came out, mm. I couldn't stop thinking, "What the fuck? Do how do you like these apples mean?" Because I go to Goodwill Hunting, and that's the shittest line that I never understood. What the fuck that line is referring to? Yeah, I don't know. Did he say that when he shoots up the movie thing? Because that no. is a huge missed opportunity. He should have, yeah. <laughs> Had he liked them onions, he should have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe in voodoo. <laughs> I like that. Oh, man, just to be young and not like, because you see, anytime I look at Ben Affleck now, I instantly go to that interview about. Um, I just think of Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like getting a hand job <laughs> from yeah. Cartman. Yeah. But I, my mind goes straight to, did you see where they were doing the Justice League interviews and Ben Affleck had stopped working out so he's a little bit frumpy. He's got a fucking skivvy on and he just looks like he wants to die. And like, No, hey, but hey, is it like that photo of him well, outside smoking, smoking Same era. Yeah. You, you, you watch it and like Henry Cavill's like, oh, I'm Welsh and I'm talking all about the movie and I loved being Superman. And you just see fucking Ben Affleck like just planning how yeah, to tie the rope. I was going to say. And someone <laughs> zoomed in very slowly and put the sound of silence over it. And that's all I think of when I see modern day Ben Affleck. But back then this is... This is peak athlete. See, I see... Reindeer Games and Phantoms is peak athlete. Reindeer both, Games future episode. Both Weinstein movies. I see, um, I see the rage, the murderous rage, as, is, as, is, as he's an angel and he's like, you guys are worthless, you this, this and that. That's how I see Ben Affleck. I see that, that's his, that him like sitting there draining is actually him visualised telling everyone... That's that what's going on in his head. I yeah. think because a big, a big part of me at like 16, 17 when this movie came out was... You nothing. There was a very fragile masculinity in the small town I lived in, even though that's not a properly said word. Um, and so, like anything gay was evil. It was like, oh, that's gross. You know what I mean? So everything had to be super macho. Watching it this time, I was getting heaps of gay vibes off of um, Ben Affleck and self awareness. I think it's it, that's what I mean. This movie's so personal. Like it's all it's so. Self-aware. Because back then my brain would have gone, no, they're not gay. They're fucking awesome angels that kill everyone at the end. Mm. This time I'm like, I wonder if they fuck. Yeah. They don't have dicks though. Because they ask, Mm. she's asking if they're boyfriends and stuff in the thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She's like, and she thinks that they're boyfriends. But it's also like back when this was released, they were riding on the nostalgia of them being joking lovers. Like it was like an ongoing thing. I did also like um, when Jay wakes up in the train. I didn't come in you, Petey. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very – that's why I think think this movie is way ahead of its time. Like you've got a woman talking about how she wasn't put in the Bible because she was a woman. You've got a person person of colour talking about how he wasn't put in there. A man can steal your stereo, but he can't be, you know, your saviour. It was woke before woke. But they they just hired Chris Rock 
to do his to uh, be do, Chris hey, Rock. You know the way you just did your bigger and blacker special. Can yeah. you just come do that in our movie? <laughs> but I think this is almost a perfect movie, honestly. I think that the casting, everything. Just change Linda, whatever her face is, to either upgrade her to Carrie Ann Moss. Two litres of strawberry milk. Yeah, or just change her up with Janine Garofalo. Yeah. A- anyone could have Anyone could have done it. She looks more Jewish too, Janine Garofalo. Yeah, true. That's that's a stereotype. She can say it. I want to have it. my people disparaged. Yeah, no, I'm just Bring me and you people. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? Excuse me. I watched Prince of Egypt for you. I'm so thankful. So I, I know all about your religion now. I get it. I get it. I <laughs> My totally religion get specifically. it. Yeah, I get it. I know what you guys are about now. Yeah, we what do you mean, you guys? This Have you ever stripped as a schoolgirl? Have you ever stripped as Not a for city money. Jew? <laughs> Although, uh, to be fair, I did give a lot Not of lap dances. <laughs> Sorry, oh I just realised, not when you were a schoolgirl. I was that bitch at the school parties who was lap dancing people and getting her tits out. Like, I've always been this person. I was just constantly denying it for so long. What music Brilliant. was around at these t- parties of the time? Because I want to picture the exact 2007. Kind of, what's okay. t- what, 2007? Yeah, let's have a look like So Fresh 2007, see what we can get. It was um, Day and Night. Do, 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 do. Fuck off. That's, oh. my, that's when I started my apprenticeship. <laughs> Fuck. Well, here we are. Here, this is it was sexy umbrella. JT. It was sexy JT. Okay. Yep. Mm. Hey there, Delilah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you just like slut drop into this? Literally, there's photo evidence. Thank God there was we no smartphone. We are so back old then. that yeah. this is your fucking high school music. Yeah. <laughs> this is when I was old enough to be like, fuck this. I was like, this is garbage. I'm going to listen to fucking 30 seconds to Mars. <laughs> Although, to which be 2022 fair, is the same punishing. year, Paramore, Riot. I was yep. into that. So my Mark Ronson version. This was album. peak like, Diamond Sin I was listening to Scandinavian punk because I was oh, yeah. such a wanker. Like the and, Rasmus? Well, no. Basically, <laughs> any song that features in The Peacemaker, that's what I was into. We were the we were the glam guys. We were cooler than all the other bands that were wow. playing fucking pop punk. Which, funnily enough, speaking of pop punk, full of sexual predators. And that's mm. why we didn't get along. The music that was at parties when I was at school is like, it's getting hot oh, in shit. here. You, to be fair, or like you got a fifty dollar bill, two thousand and seven music pretty much peaked with sexuality because of this little song. Yes, oi, don't joke. What is she this? Was so hot. Fergalicious. Fergalicious. Oh. This is 2007's version of Cherry Pie. It's the most stripper <laughs> With the song. Willy Wonka. This, but I, I, I raise you this and Hang give you What's Your Flavor by oh, Usher. Yes. <laughs> Fergie was so, is what's so your, gorgeous. F-L-A-V-A flavor? flavor. I just wish. Oh, tell me what's your flavor. The me that used to be sexually attracted to the Lady Mama. Like, I'm so music glad video. you didn't say Fergie at the end no, of that sentence. No, no, no. I would have gotten up. And left my own house. Maybe he Casey, does like a girl who pisses her pants. Have you yeah. seen the music video to Milf Money? <gasps> no. If young Dave that used to like the Lady Marmalade music video was in for a treat, yeah. the Milf Money music video is one of the not best. Not Melanie pieces. Griffith Milk Money. <laughs> no, no, not Ed Harris. Sexy yeah, Ed, Ed Harris. Harris. <laughs> yeah, well, this leads back into. A lot of Amy Winehouse in 2007. Mm. Would you have got aroused by watching Selma Ayak 
Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek. It's the bogey me. Selma Hot Rack. Selma Hayek breastfeeding. Sexy or not sexy? Breastfeeding's never we, sexy. Yeah. Um, I lo- see. I'm not into. I just asked this question because I knew Dave was like, "Fuck!" I, don't know I fucking to- love flavored milk and I love, love tits, tits, but there's no crossover in that. And we're only talking recently. Like sometimes people you went to high school with post their like, "Here's my new kid," and they're breastfeeding in the photo, and I'm like, "So your tits now? Yeah, <laughs> cool. you're photoshopping the kid out." Just like- <laughs> I am friends with so many strippers, and a big reason why is. I could never turn off. I could (laughs) never turn off every girl I went to high school with. All I wanted to do was see them naked. I was such a fucking lonely loser pervert. All I wanted to do is see them naked. So as an adult, I've pretty much seen most of my female friends naked. And that's fine. We are the god of our own universe. (laughs) You created your own universe. Nothing wrong with a bit of nudity. Well, isn't it? like so you see your your wife's tits, for example, and you're like, fuck yeah, it's on. But then if she's like feeding the baby, are you like, hell yeah, baby? <laughs> I'm like, it's like driving past seeing someone eating a zinger box. I you're think like, we're ignoring yeah. the fact that we the love tits the are attached to it. You high five yeah. your kid. <laughs> How good. How good is that restaurant? I'm gonna do that later on, mate. <laughs> Ooh, I might have that for sweet. Good call. <laughs> What's for back pudding? to weird sexual fetishes and my <laughs> and my cold upbringing. We should there start is- recording. <laughs> <laughs> there is a direct correlation between the religiousness and dogma reclaiming your sexuality and listening to the Queen of the Damn soundtrack. Oh, uh, I have seen in my life, like honestly, I've seen maybe 40 different strippers dance to the David Draymond version of Forsaken <laughs> from the Queen of the Damned soundtrack. And that's not even a fucking It is joke. the strong, song of our traumatised people. <laughs> Except you just you know, know so much about a girl when she the, comes but out. The thing is, though, the version in the movie that has fucking Jonathan Davis' voice yeah. on it is yeah, garbage. It is so shit. Because <laughs> I've always loved Disturbed because I know I'm a... I'm a music snob, if you yeah, will. quite a connoisseur. Oh, I want old metal bands that are like bing it dum ba dong a dong new. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> whereas, whereas uh, Jonathan Dave is more of a boom and that's not mm. as good. Yeah, Isn't that interesting that again, it's like this purity thing. Like I've got a lot of friends who were raised in religious environments who then get aroused by. Satan. What? Is but it one of those things because it's where a taboo thing? Satan. I was going to say it's one of those things. I wasn't allowed to listen or swear. I wasn't allowed to listen to naughty music it's or swear yeah. as a kid. So it manifests. And look at me now. Yeah, and it manifests yeah. in you. Yeah. That's all Satanism is: is giving into your pleasures and your yeah. desires and not hurting kids, which is makes it the best religion. It's more to say Strangely, than uh, Hollywood. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, there we go. All right, let's find something to do with this. Bargain Bin is the point of the show where we choose another movie to 
package dogma with to sell it in a bargain bin of the cheapest chips. Shout out to Ben from Toy Power. Uh, Casey, what would you sell dogma with? I was going to put it with another Kevin Smith film, but I thought that was a bit on the nose. So I want to put it with either End of Days or Stigmata. Good ones. Or even Constantine, Devil's Mm. Advocate. Yeah. So basic, that was also, I was going to be like, we need to put this in with the other ridiculous, over-the-top, campy religious things. (laughs) Maybe the Da Vinci Code? The Da Vinci Code, (laughs) maybe? Well, mine is because I knew that you guys would go down the the you know the religious inspired film alley i decided to lean into my dumb cuntness and to upset casey with my three pack uh, what is it dot and the kangaroo it's dogma yeah cats and the movie cats and dogs you're fuck weird <laughs> it's the dogs and cats to be fair Triple cats is nothing about, about religious cats. cult I knew that would piss you off. Uh, cats is nothing about a religious cult they all like Worship whatever fucking Dionysus or whatever it is, and then they go angelical. and they go back. Yeah, angelical, and then they go a- evangelical. Angelical oh, <gasps> cats. Oh, I'm very deep. That was deliberate. <laughs> fuck, I hate James Corden. <laughs> he is uh, like. Is that really evangelical? Angelical cats? Because that's what they're called. Well, they're like, really cats. <laughs> also, you know the way Josie and the Pussycats, we were like conspiracy splained by Taishani. Yeah. Peek behind the beef curtain. Mm. The other night we showed up the wrong night to record with Casey. Mm. Casey was out scissoring. And so we decided to drive home. And on the drive home, Taishani absolutely confidently told me the way to go. And then tonight, um, because we kind of got lost, tonight we drove here my way. And I was like, excuse, and we were having a conversation. said, excuse me, we've just fucking driven the way that you told me not to drive. I was right because I'm a cunt like that. Tashana's like, oh, yeah, I'm full of shit. I just say it really. <laughs> she goes, I just say it really confidently and it's thing. So, so that's, don't take that, that don't with a brain of anything that she What said. I lack in skill, I make up for in enthusiasm. That's what I tell people. So you just got to absolutely 100%. make it look like you know exactly what you're on about, even if you don't. Fake it till you make it, baby. Oh. That is incredible. All right. It is time. Just like religion. To fuck, fight, and fart on. What a fart. Always. Every time. So good. Never fails to put a smile on my doll. Uh, Tayshani, in the movie Dogma, who are you fucking, who are you fighting and who are you farting on? I hate Ben Affleck so much. <laughs> like, I really do. Have like, you not seen Reindeer Games? I want to fight him, but I'd need him, like, because I know that he does like to usually either hit a woman or a person of colour, so maybe I shouldn't start a fight with him. What? He what? was done. He was done. Like, he was arrested for was starting Mark a Wahlberg. fight. Yeah, oh, Mark Wahlberg. Wasn't he part of that crew, though? That's the character he plays in Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> You have mixed the two up. <laughs> if you're well, gonna hate him, hate him for Geely. I don't. I just don't like girl. his face. His face just—he looks like a predator. His best friend was Harvey Weinstein. I'm fighting him. No, fair, enough. fair enough. Um, I would like to fart on Summer Hike. Actually, I think like I think so if I'm not my proudest one, yeah. what, uh, what other opportunity would I get to fart on her and she'd be okay with it? Can you fart into her vagina for me, please? Like an air bubble would form in her yeah. uterus. <laughs> That's how a shit demon is formed. Yeah. I know I'm picturing it. I got so distracted. What are we doing? Mm. What day is it right now? Um, <laughs> can you smell toast? 
Um, I would like to have sex with Alan Rickman, please. Ooh. Mm. Casey? I'm going to fuck Selma Hayek, obviously. Yep. But, you know, I could do a bit of Jay and a bit of Alan Rickman as well. But, you know, yep. I'll go with Selma. God, my instincts. Um, if I have to. I guess, I'll yeah. I'll fuck Selma. I guess I have to. I definitely fart on what's her face. I was going to call her Carrie Ann Moss again, that chick. Yeah, I'd fart on Gwyneth Paltrow's brunette sister. Yeah, yeah. Linda Florentino. That's her. And then I'd fight. Borentino. More like chlorophyll. <laughs> um, I know who I'd fight. I reckon I would fight. Maybe Jason Lee just because he pisses me off a little bit. I reckon I would fight Alanis Morissette. <gasps> no, we didn't even talk about her being God. You know, and they're like, oh, you can't even hear the voice of God without, you know, your head exploding. It's so perfect and all that sort of thing. And it's like, yeah, have you ever listened to Jagged Little Pill? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm here. Yeah. Um, You're a man. Yeah. <laughs> That song is about the cunt from Full House. Full House, Dave Cole, yeah, how yep. does he's uh, Canadian name? But yeah, I would fart on her just because I went to school with a manic pixie girl and we ended up fucking, and it was pretty awesome. But to be honest, we fucking hated each other. Mm. And I never could quite let go of that manic pixie girl. I'm shaking my head right now because I'm like, oh, of course, Dave, of course. Mm. It's just. <laughs> Manic pixie girls aren't my type. I'd fuck that's what makes me set. lots of money. Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> you're like that's my fucking that's bread my, and butter. That's my hustle, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you, you had me at nappy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like honestly, and I would. Who am I? I'm fighting, and I'm fighting on. Um, Let's all get together and fight on Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, can we Miramax? Can we not Miramax? Yeah. Um, the Weinstein Company. Can we fart on him to the point where he finally releases the rights to Dogma? Yeah, like just repeatedly, yeah. like a Kenny versus Spenny type situation where it's like you know waterboarding, yeah, waterboarding, yeah. but fart airboarding, yeah, airboarding. <laughs> and we're just eating like cabbage and shit. <laughs> Is it carbon monoxide that you ingest when you fart on someone? In someone? Uh, methane. Methane. I don't know. Yeah, I would like Euthane. to give Harvey Weinstein methane poisoning. Yeah. Well, it's it's not nice to say, but hopefully he dies pretty soon. Mm, yeah. After he suffers, though. Imagine how many people he's probably had killed. Yeah. He's got a lot of money. It's Easter. So happy <laughs> Easter, everybody. Speaking of getting killed, here's three days to party and... Yep. Let's get back in the spirit of the season and name the porn parody. Name the porno. Name the porno. It is a part of the show where we name the porn parody of 1999's Dogma. Casey, Smegma. 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 My first thought was Sprogma. Yeah. I mean. Because we're bringing that word back. Sprog. Because Mutt's back. Mutt's back. We brought it back. Sprog's the new word you have to start saying to clients at work. Don't sprog. sprog your pants. So did you do a sprog? Look at her face. It's really. <laughs> doesn't matter. You just got to. It's like do using the vagina, calling it a grizzer. Because it's like a grizzly. Grizzer. Grizzer. That's I've new. Never heard that. It's bear. not every day I learn a new word. <laughs> Pray <laughs> tell. Show me your grizzly bear. Chuck us a look at your mouth. Fucking pop out your grizzer. Coming from the, the, in a non-creepy way. So I don't know. Um, they come from the words of my rugby playing grandfather. <laughs> What? <laughs> what the fuck? Actually, I heard. Have you ever heard it called a wackle? No. 
That's another that one like I heard recently. That sounds like that thing recently. from Sesame Street. Waka, waka, waka. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a time. Porn parody? Tejani, what are you calling your porn parody? Put a baby in me sky daddy too. What? Fuck. <laughs> I would not watch that movie. However, I did have backups because I thought we'd both do Sprogma. Mm. So the best I could come up with was Fartleby and Blokey. Mm. And it's a head job fart porn. Blumpkin. <laughs> Blumpkin. Don't squint at me. I just can't believe you didn't find the fact that I made an entire niche joke about her having a virginal birth. So I didn't name it number it's one. Called it vaginal number birth? Two. Vaginal. Virginal birth. <laughs> Splogma. Sprogma. Sprogma. Logma? Sprog. Logma. Mm. So it's a poo porn. Or ligma? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Didn't you have ligma? What? Ligma. What's a ligma? Ligma asshole, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And on that note. <laughs> we're back on test. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Easily a 19 for me. Yeah, I give it like at least a 15, 16. Takes a lot. I think I have to be stoned and that was the part of my life that was missing watching it again. But, you know, it's still really good. Tashani. Give it a one for... Biblical accuracy. Oh, no, sorry. (laughs) Sorry it's not Prince of Egypt. Future episode not on this podcast, but a future episode (laughs) of something. (laughs) That is Watership Down for religious kids. The Bible is no fucking joke. It is terrifying. No wonder, like, like, there's a lot of horror movies to be made from the Bible. Peek behind the curtain, ladies and gentlemen. Taishani uh, instructed me to, as a favour, because I love a good movie suggestion, to watch the animated feature, The Prince of Egypt. Well, it's got that Whitney Houston song. Well, I watched it expecting The Emperor's New Groove. I was Aww. like, oh, this is going to be great. Oh, honey. Nah. It's fucking Watership Down. It's fucking Old Testament. What did you expect? I don't Testing. listen to metal. <laughs> yes. Great joke. All right. Tayshani, where can people check out your diaper? I mean, your YouTube. You can check out my diaper online. <laughs> um, if you want, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm at princess t- underscore Tayshani, the same on YouTube. And if you want to slip into my DMs and talk about one-on-one um, sex therapy, let me know because I'm currently working on a bit of a business format where I'm going to help traumatise men be able to speak about their desires. She can also recommend you sex toys because a hundred percent. Yeah, too. I've lots of them. How that. many? I heard of you your... got a new vintage dildo. Actually, I'm excited to see that. Yeah, it's up there. I'll oh, get it out at the end. Nice. Um, how many of your friends in your friendship group? Keep uh, talking. Uh, I'm going to get it out. Yeah. How many people in your friendship group come to you and be like, "What the fuck does this mean?" or "What's this kink and stuff?" Because that's you're that guy for me and Casey. My problem is, is that I'm. I feel my life full of porn stars and sluts. So, like, I'm. I'm a, a wise person to the vanillas, but to my normal community, they're like, "Well, why aren't also, you doing porn?" <laughs> I had something to take up with you, Tay Charlie. Up here. If you look at a group photo of me and all my mates, we honestly look like a, <laughs> we honestly look like a casting call lineup of people that didn't get Stan, Stanley Tucci's role in The Lovely Bones. Like we just look like a whole heap of sexual predators. What? Where did this come 
Well, no, the reason it applies to you. You posted Wait. a photo recently with your girl group of friends. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon you could have a fucking token ugly friend? Yeah. I, I can't believe that's where that led into. Yeah, that was a weird I watched, start. I watched Lovely later. Bones about two weeks ago and it's I, still in my brain. Mm, fucking don't watch that movie. No, one of my music it. teachers look like the Lovely Bones guy that always Stanley, not for me, not a film for, for that me, Stanley teaching. That fucking horrible. Um, mm. No, I don't have any... Um, Unattractive friends because what she's friends with us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you guys are hot. I took all Dave attractive last time, and he got weird about it (laughs) because he knows that you're lying. Yeah, lying. You're both cuties. I'd Mm -hmm. fuck you if I could. But she has no genitalia. (laughs) That's true. I'm about as anatomically correct as a Ken doll. I fucked a Ken doll. Yeah, stuck its legs up my ass. (laughs) Dear Dolly Doctor. Yeah, so all your friends are hot is what we're trying to say. Yes, my friends are attractive and they all do naughty things. So if you look at their links, they they'll probably be couch. able to they squirt on my couch, on my face. We do Bible readings. It's really wholesome. Awesome. Well, I think there's nothing else, no other better way for us to go out this week than a little bit of uh, Easter-themed music. Jesus.